0: go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show.
1: Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. It's Marcia Cook, and I've got a great show today in World of Inc. Network. A good story is a good story. And let's see, let me give a few little messages before I bring on Lee Michaels, my guest, who's been on several times before, and she's got some very interesting projects, so it's going to be a great show today. Uh, Let's see. Thursday is our first political show and um, issue show, and I'm the host of it, Jack Remick and Carol Solomon. Proso will be on with me, and um, we'll be discussing some of the things on politics that we can. An hour probably isn't enough, but that's what we're going to do the first time. And uh, we'll be having other shows like that. Um, And if you want to call in, you can call in at 714-242-5259 as every show and, um, it, we're just going to have a conversation. We're not going to be in fights because everybody knows on Facebook, what's going on and Twitter. We don't do that. We're just going to have a, a adult conversation on what we think might be good, you know, and just opinions of the guests. And then if callers want to call in, they could, and we will see how this goes. And depending on the issues that we choose, we'll see who would like to be on. Just let me know. And, um, as you know, I'm always open on ideas. Okay, let's see what else. And Virginia has a, sh- a couple shows. And, um, well, as you know, Elizabeth um, Black does shows with us. She'll be doing a show in December. I can't believe we're even talking about December. But uh, as everybody knows, they're probably seeing everything. Actually, we haven't even had Halloween, and they're on to Thanksgiving and Christmas now. So, um, But we'll probably be having shows up until the last few weeks before christmas and um willow and jennifer will be doing some shows and i think that'll be it for right now so let's get on with the show and i'm going to uh, oh before i forget i just wanted to somebody had brought this up to me so i thought maybe i should say this virginia grenier and myself we started world of ink which said in the message about seven years ago and um I think some people think we are on, we are blog, talk, radio, but we are our own show, our own network. So if you have ideas or people that you'd like to, you know, I know we have a lot of PR that are calling us for to have guests, please, you know, email me or call Virginia or myself. And we're happy to have different guests on because, as you know, I love to have all different kind of shows. And today, I did not call Lee. Uh, on purpose, because I wanted to hear everything just like you are, because she's always got so much going on. So I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about herself, and then we're going to get on talking. Hi, Lee, how are you? Hello, Marcia. It's good to be with you today. Oh, it is. You know what? I didn't realize. How, it's been a while. I didn't realize how long it was till we were talking. You know, a year go, a year or two goes by. It's just fast. <laughs> it does, it go does doesn't fast. it? Yeah. I mean, a months go by. You know, if we're even talking about Christmas soon. It's Christmas, or Hanukkah. It's really amazing, but it goes so fast. Yes. So I let I want everybody to know what you do because there's so many things you do. So tell
2: everybody who you are and what you do. Well, I write as Lee Michaels. I have done uh, contemporary romance, historical romance, nonfiction, uh, local history, all kinds of of various writing. I am the author of more than a hundred books, including. 80 contemporary romances, and about 15 historical romances of various lengths, novellas to novels. And um, I also am the author of On Writing Romance, which has been called the Definitive Guide to Writing Romance Novels. I teach at Gotham Writers Workshop. Mm -hmm. I teach romance writing online. And in my spare time, just to keep me out of trouble, <laughs> yeah right. I, I run a small publishing company which is called PBL Limited. That's Paul Boy Lincoln Limited. Um, it's PBLLimited.com. And we publish uh, niche market, nonfiction mostly, uh, local history. We do some limited numbers of things like poetry and short stories the very occasional uh, novel, but we just we choose projects by authors uh, who are motivated to um, to promote themselves and uh, subjects that we feel have a enough of a niche, even if it's just a few hundred copies um, to make it worthwhile for the author and for us, we are a commercial publisher, and so we don't charge any kind of fees, but that also means we only take on projects that we think are. Are right. uh, um, very yeah, saleable.
1: Yeah, which is that's a hard thing to choose, you know. And I, have you had any surprises? It is hard. One, ones that you thought, you know, only had a limited their market group. There, grew?
2: there have been there have been books that we've done that I thought really had a very very limited audience that surprised me and went much wider than that. And mm-hmm. there are ones that I thought surely were going to be very very popular and they ended up being quite limited. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, to tell. I mean, it's,
1: it's it's really hard to tell. I mean, it's really difficult. I know that. Mm-hmm. You know, very and that's why people tell. have to market. You know, even if you are with a publisher, it's not only the publisher's responsibility because the, the market reaches so far now in different places, it's it's almost impossible
2: for one person or one company to get all the marketing. To reach everybody, needs. yeah. I mean, it's, Yeah, we find that the people who are most successful are the ones who are... Already connected um, to yeah. in their ordinary lives, not necessarily that they're going out on on Twitter and Facebook and saying buy my book, but that are already involved. And so their their first and and often most successful marketing is including a including something in their Christmas card list. Yeah. Um, just reaching out to the people that they already know, because those are the people who are most interested in that book, whether it be a memoir, or a local history book, or or a book of poetry, those are the people um, who are most interested because they already know the individual author.
1: See, that's a good, you know, I mean, a lot of times, you know, I can include myself usually, I do in every show, because I'm always the one that does the wrong thing only because you don't want to do things because you don't want to push yourself on people. But then again... Mm-hmm. When I, you know, if I get somebody that I know that's on Facebook and they're my friend friends from the past, they'll, they'll ask me, do you do shows? I'm thinking, like, how is that possible? I'm posting like crazy. <laughs> I, my books, <laughs> yeah. I think, are how out there. How do you there. not this? Uh-huh. Yes, how do you not know that I'm doing shows? <laughs> and I, I think it's because years ago when we all started with Facebook, everybody shared everything, and I say this all the time. When people just like it, it's not enough. You have to keep sharing it because – it goes so fast, and sometimes people don't scroll
2: down mm-hmm. from the whole day, yeah
1: yeah,
2: i've fallen I've fallen down on that lately i've I've done a number of of books and releases in the last few weeks, and I haven't been listing them on Facebook because I've just been very busy with other things, yeah. so now <laughs> that I can take a deep breath from a few things i will be I will be you know posting covers and and descriptions see, because and, you have, you almost have to do it all the time. You, you you really do need to do it all the time. And yet if that's all you do, um, then people quickly turn away from you too because they I feel that. like they're being marketed to and, and not treated as a friend. Right, and because like so a lot of the, times people yeah.
1: say, you know, I'm fa- you know, I'm on Facebook, but I'm putting shows out, you know, and sometimes because I'm putting mm-hmm. shows out, then I go like, well, they see all my stuff, they're, they're going to go crazy, you know. So I reach out to other markets so I don't, you know, want them, make the people feel that they have to listen to my shows, you know, and things like that. Yeah. And then I get the, that question, are you doing shows? <laughs> so then I'm going like, uh-oh. I mean, I don't think and, there's a the right, you know, and with Amazon, yeah. you know, I don't know what you're, I, you know, I'm going to actually, they they sent something out that Amazon is going to different areas, and they're coming to Chicago, and there's an area that's close by in Deerfield, and I'm going, because I'd like to hear what they have to say. They're going to talk about, you know, how people can have online businesses and what they can do with probably a business. Oh, that sounds fascinating. Yeah. So I'm going and it's free. Mm -hmm. And I thought like I do a lot, I listen to a lot of webinars and things because the, but there is a problem with that. I write all these notes down and then I go like, Oh, when am I going to have time to do all this? But you really have to, for a new author, I'm sure you would say the same thing, make a plan. We started out when there wasn't all of this social media. So we're, in some markets and then other markets, but when you really, like if you were going to, if somebody asked you, where would I start? Where would you start for like anybody out there listening to the show? A, as a new
2: author right now? Yes. yes. Um, How to do marketing. Try out diff- try out different things and keep track of what works for you, which will be different than what works for other people.
0: Yeah.
2: But remember that, that 80% of your success comes from about 20% of what you do. I'm um, certainly not the first one to say that, but but it is, yeah. it is very true that uh, you, know, you can spend your entire life marketing, and some of those things are going to be effective, and, and many of them are not. Yeah. The rule of thumb, too, with social, social media is to do 10 posts that are not marketing-oriented for every one that you do that is, and for every one that is, you know, yeah. here's my new book. Um, to do 10 that, that, are, that are sharing something or, or um, talking about yourself as a, as a person rather than than, um, than Well, like you do recipes, you
1: know, and I, I started to do that because I feel nutrition is good, especially with my kids' books. I noticed that you do that with recipes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I share and, recipes now and then. Yeah. I share crafts. I share funny stories. Um, when I when I do a new craft, I I like to snap a picture of it and put that up. And sometimes I get more response to things like that than I do when I put the up, other uh, for instance, the cover of a new book.
1: Yeah. See, because I think that I, you know, I, you know, I do like doing Pinterest and things like that. And you know, it's hard though to to follow up on a daily basis. You know, because every day I start exactly. out saying like, okay, right. And, and, and now we, that we I'm, can
2: get we can get so right. bogged down with everything that's possible. And yes. and it, I think it's it's really important to remember to do what feels good to you, what feels right, what you enjoy, yes. because if you don't enjoy doing it, right. then you don't do it with with confidence and with fun, and then people don't respond to it anyway. So it's it's a wasted effort. Pick right. pick a few social media, pick a few activities, and I really honestly think for a new author that the best promotion is to write the next book so yeah. that when somebody reads your work and likes it, there's something else for them to go by.
1: Right. That's what I've been telling people lately, you know, because when they ask for advice, I, I you know, I, I see the things that I have done wrong. Not wrong, but it was right for me. But I, I do think that anybody out there should keep writing, and that's what I'm trying to do now. I mean, because you have, mm-hmm. I mean, you have time to, not time, but you have, you can do a lot of different things because you have a large amount of um, I well, a you have books out list. there. You have, you have a, yeah. over 100 books. So if somebody yeah, likes I your book, they have all these to choose from, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you like the, you're newer, you have short stories together. That's what I wanted to talk about a little because I've had several guests, and the problem with the short stories is everybody is having is – it's in a certain market, but I think that people maybe they're—I don't know if they're not looking to how many pages there is in the book, but they're all disapp- they get disappointed
2: when it's a they get short. Yeah. And it, what, I, do it, what do you think about what do how do those, you feel about that? A, one of those has has a one star review because it was a, a short story, and and it very clearly says in the in the uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, description <laughs> that know. it is a short short story. It's a very short okay. story, as a matter of fact. Um, but yeah, th- and. The reason for for collecting these five there are three historical uh, two novellas and a short story and then two contemporary short stories is that these are available as ebooks but they have never been in print before and so by by pulling the five of them together I right. had a suitable size manuscript to make uh, an effective. Um,
1: uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, see, that well, is a good yeah,
2: idea, yeah. right, to take. That's mm-hmm. what I
1: tell people. But, you know, uh, I did that with three short stories, and uh, it it just something about it that, you know, didn't work right. So then I said, I'll make short stories. So I did a couple short stories under another name. And then now I've decided myself, because after listening to everybody, it's such a difficult market. Unless you plan to put them in the book like you do, we've done right mm-hmm. now, it's real.
2: They don't get it, and I don't know why. But it's not. They don't what get So, but yeah, and, and the minimum price point is ninety nine cents, and and yeah. ninety nine cents is a high price to pay for a you know a ten thousand word short story. Uh, but there isn't any effective way to make it less expensive than that. And but somebody on my show, you know, somebody
1: on one of my shows, made a good equation. They go, you get a cup of coffee. At a coffee, mm-hmm. you know, for yeah, four ninety nine, and then you, a a you don't want to spend ninety nine cents for um, <laughs> a short story that took an author a. Uh, uh, now it's not sure it's not that easy to write a short story, so it took him a while to make it.
2: And it is not easy to write short stories. Yes, I find very short hard stories. I absolutely have to have that twist at the end yeah. right yeah. up front, or I cannot possibly write a short story. And there are plots that simply are, are small plots that, that work as short stories and not as full books, but there has to be that twist at the end that, that gives a little bit of a surprise. Not, not necessarily an O. Henry ending, um, but, but a little bit of, of surprise and, oh, I didn't see that coming for the reader. And that's what makes this short story successful.
1: Which is why you know when you're watching now because because TV is doing this you know and they do do it all the time now you know when they have episodes it's they're leading on to the next episode and I think that mm-hmm. that has a lot to do with the short. You know, if you're writing a short story, that's really what's happening when you're writing an episode of a TV show, because now they leave you like they. Everyone used to be one on its own, but it's not that way. They'll go mm-hmm. like the series yeah. is for ten, five. Now six you have to watch shows. them in order. Right, and but mm-hmm. and, and I was saying to my husband, I went like, okay, now m- murder. Um, let's see. Um, how to Get Away with Murder. Now, the way she ends every story, I'm like going, yay. <laughs> so going like, because as a writer, you always try to figure it out, and you don't figure out what Shonda Rhimes is trying to do until the end. And that makes it so exciting. That makes you want to. That's yes. the same with a short story now. You know, leave that mm-hmm. writer, leave the reader with a little something in their mind that they want to read it. But then again, you have to be sure that come out with another one very soon and that's mm-hmm. hard sometimes mm-hmm. so yeah. maybe if you do two, two or three mm-hmm. and then have them out I think that's my opinion of seeing the way it is now if you do three of them put one out and then maybe you could put another one out in a week and another one and mm-hmm. then I think that might be a little better they would be ready pretty fast because you can't write. Yeah. It. I mean I, don't, I can't write in one
2: minute <laughs> even if it's a short yeah. story doesn't that take you time takes your time I used to be I used to be a much faster writer than I am now. Uh, I used to finish a book on a Tuesday and start the next one on a wednesday and, and then as wow. time went on and the number of titles rolled up, I needed more recuperation time in between.
1: yeah and
2: now in the last few months i've I've had quite a dry spell because I've had other obligations in my life right yeah. and uh, so you know it, it's getting back into the flow of. Of writing, yeah. You know, so what we, I've been doing uh, let, lately is repackaging things, bringing out backlist titles. Um, yeah, doing see that's what marketing, that's a good thing, and covers. then take
1: a little time maybe to market. Then if you're done with one, I mm-hmm. think that's what I keep saying to myself. Okay, I'm not marketing right this minute. I'm going to wait till I finish this one, and then I can market it, you know, better. Uh, and I and think sometimes it works. Yeah. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. and I I just think you know. It, it is right whatever works for the person, but I think everybody has their own idea, and that's why I do listen to all these webinars, and everybody does have mm-hmm. different ideas, and you don't have to use everybody's idea, but kind of have a plan for yourself, because when you don't, then you get upset, because I, I want people yes. to continue to writing. That's what I've done for 20 years, try to keep people in the market, and they mm-hmm. don't. They get out of it because they don't
2: understand they get why they're not a bestseller. Yeah. And after the first yeah. book, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's it's very very difficult um, to you know writing is not an easy way to make a living. It's no. it, it really only works well if if you're also enjoying what you're doing. And right. And so the more that you that you treat it as a as a job, the more it can become a job and an unpleasant job. But if you stick to the things that, that feel, feel like you're accomplishing something and, then, and, for instance, the social media that you enjoy, and not try to do it all. Um, right. Because it really can absorb every, every minute that is available to you and leave you exhausted and with no time to be creative. And, right, and, and, at, I, at and I've noticed project. that. I've noticed that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, um, yeah, Elizabeth when you're
1: marketing, had, had, a, had, an author, had an author, author, Josh, not not Elizabeth, Yeah, Elizabeth Black had an author on, uh, Josh Mellerman, and I listened to it. And he said some days, they're just not writing days. And Mm -hmm. you cannot, sometimes you just have to give yourself a little space. And don't Mm -hmm. be depressed because it doesn't come out the way you want it that day. Because it might not. But don't give Mm -hmm. up. Just wait another day or a couple days and then go back to it, and it'll be fine. Because it doesn't all I offer you.
2: Often those are days that I can accomplish a lot of other things um, right. do the, doing the detail work, doing the marketing, yes. catching up yeah. so that I'm ready to write again. Yeah, because I, I think some of this advice really works
1: for people because I think, you know, I, I know for me, my story comes in pieces sometimes and it doesn't mm-hmm. all fall. And then even after the story's over, which is, you know, why they have sequels, because then you go like, oh, look, maybe look, this look. could happen. Because it does happen. <laughs> when your characters are still in your head, that means there's more to come. And whether you That's like right. it or not, they're there. Magical you know, and the magical world
2: series the sequels. <laughs>
1: and you've done audiobooks, okay? So I know how. Yeah. what's happening yeah, with do the audiobooks. Audio, how is that going, the audio It's going
2: very well. Um, I I do... I've done most of of my titles as audiobooks. I did just get rights back to a, another number of of titles and so I will be doing audiobooks. They um I've been fortunate to have wonderful narrators and wonderful people to work with so that, you know, I listen to each chapter and say and improve you know, each chapter. Occasionally there's something that I say, you know, I think this the emphasis in this sentence could be a little better, could be a little different. It wasn't quite what I had in mind but they're but they are very good at capturing the essence of the story and of the character and um and putting that across and it's is a, a wonderful experience to be able to listen to what's what somebody else gets out of out of my words too. I think then, it's a great way, and
1: I keep and I keep explaining that it you know to we give every, every for my shows because I think a lot of people yeah you know, for me and especially with the children's books I think it's a great way for kids to learn along with the regular book and a lot of people don't like the audio books for the kids but when I hear my own book or I'm sure you feel you like you were saying every word you hear because mm-hmm. sometimes you tend to skip things. But when yes. you're listening, it you hear every word, and then you know you say, "Well, that works, that didn't work, or that sounds better than I thought, or you know mm-hmm. and I think that I think in conjunction, both can be really good, and if the narrator though isn't good, that's a problem oh because that's I really have devastated yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, yeah. I don't know how to I don't know how that works because sometimes you think that the narrator might be okay, but I have seen you know read listen to a lot of books and sometimes i really have to admit that i don't enjoy it when i hear the voice and i don't you know it's just Mm -hmm. not captivating and other people are saying that's why they want to start reading their own but it's very difficult because you have to have the exact breath for it and you know you it's not easy to do voice
2: training Mm -hmm. yes and and it's one thing to read it but it's something else to to act it and narrate it and that is a big difference in in somebody who's really good at doing audiobooks because there are the voices there are the there's yeah. the, just the distinction between what somebody is saying and what somebody is thinking and that's very difficult to put across yeah and um, I've had I've had radio experience and all that sort of thing I could read my books but I don't think that I ever could narrate them and so I'm very happy working with people who make a specialty of that and I'm just right. glad that they like my yeah, work. Yeah, I think it's a difficult like it's
1: when I to do. <laughs> when I went to, uh, a couple times, I haven't gone to schools as much as I used to, but when I did, uh, one school, I remember they had me in like eight classes every like 20 minutes. By the time <laughs> I got done, I like was... Cutting out page, cutting out pieces of the story. I'm thinking like, <laughs> oh my god, because it, it's hard. You know, I kept reading it and mm-hmm. reading it, and I go like, oh, no, this part's not that important. I'll take this out this because you know, not. and it's not. It, it, I think it's really not. Even if you're like I'm on the radio, but still, it's very different to mm-hmm. you know it talking, just talking rather than reading and making sure every word means what it, you know, it the author yes. meant, and that yes. <laughs> it's difficult. You know, it so is. I, a, I'm good. It is a,
2: definitely a skill.
1: Yeah, and you know, and there's a couple things we wanted. To, I wanted to talk about because I've, you know, uh, you you do articles. You know, you you do a lot mm-hmm. of things on your website and with your blogs, and uh, you talk about the recipes and you talk about different things. But then you have blogs that actually give people it's from your shows i would assume you probably do this on your shows right when you uh when mm-hmm. you're teaching the the yeah. one thing that's interesting i found was like the, the secrets because i actually the book i'm working on now it's about secrets and everybody does keep secrets we all know that characters so, keep secrets yes yeah so how do you keep your character secrets um
2: to come out at exactly the right time well, the story that I like to tell, at, at the time I was when I was working with a particular editor at Harlequin, we had a deal where I didn't do synopses up front, and I didn't tell her what I was working on, and she would get a finished manuscript, mm. and that's in a way for an author kind of like walking on a tightrope, because if you if a step you can <laughs> fall a really long way, but it was mm-hmm. a way that I liked to work, because I didn't like having to say up front what the book was about, or even which story for sure I was going to write next. And mm-hmm. so I sent her one, and she hit the end of chapter, I think seven, and flung the book down on her desk and went screaming down the hall to her boss's office, saying, "You're never going to believe what she did this time." <laughs> and uh, so, so that's, 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 been, my, that's, that's been my that's been my go to my oh. go to description because the, the boss said, "Listen to her," and said, "Well, do you believe it?" And my editor said, "Yeah, yeah, I do. She made me <laughs> believe it." but characters characters that keep secrets i think um the very most important thing about that uh, when they keep secrets from especially from the reader is that they have to have a very very good reason for doing that and the only way you know there are many things many painful things in our lives that we don't like to talk about and so you know that's if a, if a character is going to keep a secret, it needs to be one of those painful things that he or she doesn't even really want to think about much, much less talk about. And therefore, it makes sense that even in their own thoughts, they would shy away from that. And right. therefore, it makes sense that the reader wouldn't get that information until late in the story.
1: Yeah, but I, I agree with that. I think like, once you face it, once you face the. It, sometimes, if you don't say it out loud, you can hide it, mm-hmm. but once it's you like say you it, pretend sometimes. it isn't
2: there. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: yeah. right. I, that's yeah, yeah, how I feel you, about And it.
2: once you once you say that to somebody, once you tell them your secret, then you can never untell it. And so you you tend to to keep things private until you know somebody very very well. And a character will do the same thing if they have those painful things in their in their past in their character. They're not going to. To lightly share all that. <laughs> yep. Yes. But you have I, the the author has to play fair with the um, with the reader. If if the characters ask a the question, they can't lie. They can evade. They can give a half truth, yeah. but they can't actually lie. They can't pretend not to know something that they do actually know. Um, so you know, as long as, as you play fair, it it uh, can be a very effective. Thing to keep a secret. The the classic example, of course, is Agatha Christie and the murder of Roger Ackroyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she wrote that book back in the twenties, the the uproar was such that it was just it, it it would have gotten one star reviews on on Amazon. At the same time, it got a lot of five star reviews because what she did in that book is that the first person narrator turns out to have been the murderer. And I don't think I'm giving anything away that, you know, go read yeah, Rod, right. Murder of Roger Ackroyd. I don't think I've ruined it for you. <laughs> but um, when you go back and look at how she handled that 10-minute that period and, and what this character actually says, he always tells the truth. Of course, he's in the best position to know, which the reader isn't aware of at the time. But when you talk about the you know that 10-minute period of time in which the window in which the murder actually happened – he, she, she writes around it in such a way that she does not lie. She does not. She, do, she, she just leaves you with a an obvious conclusion to draw that happens to be the wrong conclusion. And so when you find out, indeed, that that's when the murder took place and who did it, um, it comes as a, as a massive shock. But she has totally played fair. Yeah. And that's, that's my goal when I, right, when I write right. about characters who keep secrets is to be, you know, when when the secret comes out, then I want the reader to say, damn, should have seen that one coming yeah. because <laughs> of this that she said and this that she did. You know, all those things fit together. Um, if If the hero asks the heroine, do you have children? She's not allowed to say no if indeed she does. But she, had, she could have, you know, all kinds of reasons for evading that. She could answer the question he didn't ask. Oh, the crib's in there because I kept a, a friend's toddler over the weekend. It's true. It's not the whole truth, but it's true.
1: Mm.
2: And you can, you can foreshadow that way and be honest and play fair and still keep that secret. So when it comes out later that, yes, she does have a child, that it, it hits the reader between the eyes like it did my editor, yeah. And and she says I can't believe she did that, but yeah. I do believe I do believe the character. Now, that right? Yeah, yeah. Cause I, I do.
1: So the, so so you don't always then know exactly where you're going
2: when you're writing. I don't always know exactly where I'm going. That okay. particular case, I did know um, exactly where I was going.
1: Right, but but mo- but it seems like right for you to have fun. For you to, to it seems like for you to have fun. You might like to. Guess yourself what's
2: going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes characters keep secrets from me. I had one who, yeah, uh, yeah, one who um, turned out. You know, I was late in the book. I was, I was late in the book, and I, you know, there's something missing here. I don't know what's wrong <laughs> with this book, but there's something missing. And what I realized it was was that the heroine had a tremendous amount of money, and she was not very. Proud of how it had come into her possession, she had inherited right. it, but it was not. She was not thrilled with how she had ended up with the Right, money. so right. And so she had. She had not been making a thing of having money. So I went back to write into the write the hints into the manuscript, and I found out they were already there. there was I a know. Spot in which, it's the yeah, there was a spot <laughs> in which she was looking at her credit card bill and thinking, like all of us do, how did I ever manage to charge that much last month? And and I was thinking as I originally wrote it that you know like most of us she was a little shocked oh dear how am I going to pay this when in fact it was merely a oh wow had yeah. no idea I'd charge that much because she had the money <laughs> so you know it, it was it was really odd how when yeah, I got all the oh that's all the way through, I got this already. Yeah, I know that moment yeah it's she behaved moment. like she had money. <laughs> um, but that was something that she had kept from me as well as from the hero. And so when it comes out and he finds out about it, he's quite irate that she hadn't told him. But, in fact, there was no real reason that she should tell
1: him. Right. I mean, so and you know, because I did that. I didn't know that um, this person had a sister, and I was writing another character. I went, mm. oh, my God, that's her sister. <laughs> and we are like, no. I feel like, well, and that's, you know, because when you watch soap operas or any of these type of shows, you know, all of a sudden, the sister pops up, the husband pops up, mm-hmm. the husband marries the sister, the sister marries. So, I mean, in real life, those things happen sometimes, and you go like, do oh, happen. my God. Because I was writing this person, I go, oh, she's so much like Virginia. I'm thinking like, oh, my God, it's her sister. And, you know, and I did not know that. And then when I really get so excited when I go like, oh, my God, she has a sister. And I'm going, you know, but I think that's the fun of writing. Is that it is when the you don't know? The and then you're right when you go back because when I go back sometimes, it's like I go. I said, "Oh, I'm going to put this in," and then I go like, "Oh my God, I already had that in." Not you know, mm-hmm. and it's it, to me that that's the best part about writing that's, is like, that's just fun.
2: Yeah, that's so rewarding when you go back it? to. to to add something and find out it was already there. I know but that. Somewhere it comes subconscious from our mind. Yeah. Going on. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I know that. And, you know, and I think that that's why you have to clear your mind sometimes. And, you know, even if you have a rough day or things are bad, sometimes when you sit down to write, that all the bad of your life, whatever, disappears and you go right into the characters mm-hmm. and go into their life. Yeah. It's kind of therapeutic a lot of times, too, to be in other uh, people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: thing. or as one of my editors told me once she said jump into the book and pull it up <laughs> over your head like a blanket over your head enjoy right. it and, and, i know and help, it, help you get away it from is fun real life. It,
1: you know mm-hmm. and that's one of the yeah. things that sometimes on my shows i realize you know i can tell the difference after all these years because i have you know i was an agent for like 20 15 years or whatever and i can tell when these when people are writing because they really like to write or they really don't like mm-hmm. to write, you can tell that, too, because yeah. you can tell when they're talking that they don't have that excitement. And when even when they get published, sometimes they're not that happy, and they really should be because, oh, my God, even if it's independently published, your book is published. Like 20 years ago, you could have not had that joy mm-hmm. of having your book published you'd only have a bunch of rejection letters sitting in a pile that you're not throwing out because you have to keep them because you just need to yes. and you know I mean I have all of mine still you know in a file because you just need that and but they're not happy and that's the thing about independently published they think oh they did independently publish but still you finished a book which is so the book.
2: Yes.: you finished, you finished the book, you went through all the, all the process of getting, making it better and getting it out there to the reader, and that is something to be truly proud of.
1: Yes. And I think that and if you're not really happy with what you're writing, then move on to what you will be happy. And I, I try to give the advice mm-hmm. and take it myself. Yeah. I don't always take my own advice, but I, you know I know the right thing. But I sometimes myself slip off the wagon. I I I am, you know. That's why I've done shows for all these years because I do tell people the well, the mistakes that I've made made me a better writer because had I Mm -hmm. not done that, I wouldn't even know. So you have to go through it. You can't. That's one of the problems. I think a lot of people, when they're accepted by small publishers. And expect their book to be number one, and go like, "Oh, I'm a great mm-hmm. writer." You know, you know, you're not a great writer yet. You you you're just not. You know, and but they mm-hmm. think they are, and they have to realize that somebody took them, which is fine. But you also have to prove yourself out there that you can write, mm-hmm. not just get and that, that book published, that
2: you can published. continue to write. That you yes. can continue to write. That you're not just a one book wonder. Like, a lot it, of people are, are chasing the trend, too. You yeah. know, well, vampires yeah. are hot right now. You know, yeah. uh, werewolves are hot right now. Oh, werewolves are out and, and werebears yeah. are in, so I'll write about a werebear. Um, but you can only write uh, – not everybody can write everything and do right. it equally well. Yeah. And so you're better off to write the story that you want to write, even if it isn't um, trendy right now, because markets change.
1: Yes, and that do.
2: trend may come back around by the time you have that, that book written. Even if it doesn't, you have a much better book, and, and that's much more likely to win a response from readers if you have cared about it and, and deeply, deeply love those characters and that yeah. story. You're much more likely yeah. to get a good response from readers
1: because that that is true. You know, I I've written about twelve screenplays. Some of them have been optioned, but when I wrote my comedies, I really enjoyed it. And we try. I tried many different kinds. And thriller, they were fine. But I wrote a horror story, and it was, it was there were good characters in it, and the story is very good. However, those were the only characters that I never connected with at all, and they weren't it, they weren't mm-hmm. it, was, it was just regular people having bad things happen to them, but. I didn't connect to them. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's just like I felt like I didn't know them well enough because it was just really about the events happening, not the person. And I prefer to write about, I like my characters that work their way into the story, not the, you know, Mm -hmm. that's for me. But, you know, and so you do have to connect to your characters. And for me, when they are talking to me, like I said before, I feel like, they're a part of. They're not me, but they're coming from my head, and that is probably why we see the same story, even if I haven't seen something in ten years. Which, let's say, a screenplay, and I go to write it as a book, it's still in me. And and you yes. guess what? The it's, it's so insane that it goes like, oh my god, you know, I ten years ago I still thought this way, and that must be mm-hmm. because they're in my head. And ten years ago, they still come back the same way. So I think, you know, the other thing is, I wanted your opinion on this because I know a lot of people have a problem with this. If a book is over a year old or even five years old, it still can be out there. You do not only have to have that book from right now. Don't forget about Mm -hmm. all the books that you've done because Amazon, it's not the number one book, but this is part of your collection. And if they are written
2: five years ago, you can still market them. Don't forget them. I market mine sometimes, my early contemporaries, as accidental historicals okay. because they were written in the 90s, some of them in mm-hmm. the 80s. Okay. And they were appropriate to the time. They don't have cell phones because the, we didn't have cell phones in, at that time.
1: <laughs> right. And yes. I know
2: authors who, who take their older books and update them. Some of those stories that, that I wrote in the 80s and 90s, if you put a cell phone into them, the story goes away. So. Um, right. You know, you know, what do you call them? It, accidental? Many, accidental. Yeah. I saw something. Accidental okay. historicals.
1: It's, it's, yeah. I was wondering. It was historical. <laughs> okay, because, that, you know what, and that's true because, you know, when you think about it you call, now, like a lot of the situations in a thriller or, or in a, a murder, now they used to pick up, you know, you could pick up the phone, but you didn't get the person, like, at home, okay, or anywhere. Uh-huh. And so if you had a cell phone, you could get them immediately, and that would ruin the story because they are not really supposed to find out right away.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you can't reach yeah. them. I mean, that's supposed to, be able to reach you, people you, right away. Yeah,
2: you have your heroin stranded in the car, and and now <laughs> she can just lock the doors and pick up her phone and calls A. Um, right. But uh, yeah. yeah, or you know, and even if her cell phone is cell phone battery is dead, the car has a phone. So, that's a yeah. very interesting
1: way to put it, though, accidental, because that is the truth. Accidental. Because I noticed mm-hmm. that in the back stories, right, they didn't have a cell phone, and, and they don't Mm-mm. have, you no. know, internet, and they're typing, or they're you know, sure. or they're reading a book, yeah. rather than on, you know, yeah. and that is that is true, because people are always going to know what a book is. You know, whether it's digital mm-hmm. or not, that's not always going to matter. But I think that's an important part, you're right, that's an in- interesting way to say that, because it's true, and that's why when people go it's you know from the past it's, or future books you know sometimes but that's a really good way to put it accidental that's a good one it's historical because you didn't <laughs> that's know. one of the
2: reasons that i enjoy writing historicals now though because they don't date as quickly uh you know trends and and popular subjects and that sort of thing in in say in regency uh, romances does change but um but the time period doesn't. And, and so those, those stories are going to remain current for longer than a story that's set in today's world. And I advise yeah, that's, that's students that true. way, too. You know, when they include things that are so up-to-date today, you know, when they, when they talk about um, Twitter and they talk about, about mm. um, Facebook, you know, those things may not still be popular next year. Think about MySpace uh, yeah you know, yeah it right was, it was the hot thing right. for a long time, and now nobody right. ever mentions it anymore
1: right no it's is it it's still
2: there? I don't know it's there, I think it is uh, there because
1: I think I've seen it, but it is there, and then I think something yeah. took its place but or something I don't a,
2: what's it, what's hot now will not yeah. necessarily be hot next year, and you know when they refer to things like you know he picked up his blackberry, well, now when a character has a blackberry right, they he looks don't have a little little yeah outdated. Uh, and it was cutting edge when they wrote it. So you don't get so technical that you're dating yourself, you know, by next Tuesday.
1: Right. That, that's probably a very good thing, way to put it because that mm-hmm. is the truth,
2: you know. And you know, because really,
1: when you look at a screenplay or something that's written, I sometimes when I see a movie though, and I or a newer movie, I know that movie was written a while ago because I could tell by some of the words yep. they use, you know. And and I go, and okay, it, the they author's they not twenty. It. The author's not twenty because otherwise they wouldn't know that, you know. And mm-hmm. you know, and that's really the truth, though, yeah. because some of the things that you do learn as you grow older, that kids don't know when when, when they're twenty about that. But if <laughs> they read, if they watch yes. old movies, and when you really watch an old movie, there's not that much happening. It's about the character. It's about the characters. And, and that's mm-hmm. why a lot of people, young, a lot of young people that really want to write, they do start out watching old movies because you get such a, mm-hmm. a feel for characters. You know, there's only so many Joan Crawfords that could ever be in this world, you Mm -hmm. know, and I feel like if I want to write a tough character in my head, I go, okay, this is Joan Crawford, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because, you know, and because she always, she walked out there, you know, and even when they did that movie on her, and, you know, and now you could see any movie from any year. So when you watch it, it's like she walks in a room, you know that Joan Crawford has walked in that room.
0: You know, mm-hmm. and that's
1: what you want, yeah. your character. Even in a book, you want them to remember that character. And maybe not exactly the situation, but you want them. Like, look at Lucy. Yeah. They just, I just saw something on Facebook. They go, Lucy was like 65 years old, the show, or something like that. I'm thinking, you know, and look at all the age groups that have loved that show. That
2: have loved and that show. And it's still funny. Yeah. So, I mean, and who could write? Well, I mean, do good writing. Yeah. When you think about it, certainly they do Delance. remakes. You know, the the um, uh, Sabrina remake with uh, yes. Harrison Ford. Yes. You know, I happen to like that one actually a little better than I like the original. With Audrey Hepburn, like, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. the one with Audrey Hepburn, yeah. I yeah. I didn't ever find Audrey Hepburn particularly convincing in that role, but, um, but you know, we don't ask, we don't redo Casablanca. And, right. and all of those they <laughs> right. they just are they are creatures of their time and there's nothing wrong with a book being a creature of its time too. And if no, that's right. the eighties or the nineties, you know, in in future years, uh, you know, there's no there's really no point in trying to update everything. Yeah, and I do like the,
1: I do like your theory on that be. though. Because that's a a really good theory because Uh, You know, because I I think also that when you get a lot of these emails and when you see things on Facebook, it must be like within the year. But really, in reality, some of the children's books that are good from 50 years ago, so what is the difference difference if you wrote five years Mm -hmm. ago? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that, you know, and the librarians, they're at fault too a lot of times because when I've made calls, it's like, what have you done lately? And mm-hmm. that's ridiculous, because somebody yeah. that I know went into a store and wanted one of my books that was written, children's books, and they go, well, it's written several, but it's out, it's still, it's out, it's in on Amazon, it's everywhere, Barnes and & Noble, and mm-hmm. she made a comment, which, like, well, it's an older book, so my friend goes, like, what do you mean older book, you know, and I thought that uh-huh. was unusual, but I'm glad that they told me that, because it it made me think, what do you mean older book, It's it's like... It, there's nothing in that. In, when my children's books, there's really nothing in them that would say what time, you know, what year, year it was. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. but, but in the bookstore that they were at, they. They said it was like an old. Oh, you mean an older book? And she was going like, "Well, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right." You know, but so I think that that's what authors begin to think. But that's not really the case because I think in some of these book clubs, you sometimes see books that are ten years old and are and people mm-hmm. enjoy them.
2: Still enjoy So them. I think yeah.
1: authors should and, new authors should not worry so much about how timely they are and and when their book is not on Facebook or they're using people that are doing social media, they make a mistake and maybe one day difference, don't start screaming at them. I feel sorry a lot of times for the bloggers I see. Mm-hmm. They go, oh, I'm so sorry that I didn't get the book out today. I mean, it's yeah. one day. <laughs> it's, one it's one day. day. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you have to. they have to loosen up a little to just enjoy this and really, like you're saying, take take it like it comes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're so connected these days. You know, if you leave your phone at home, you're feeling naked all day while you're gone, um, and and so so much wanting an instant response to everything. And I think I know we've that. carried that over into the into the writing. And, and I, really, do it's, see, it's you know, I do see no I see more
1: people saying no though. They they saying no to it. They're saying like, oh,
2: mm-hmm. all right, I'm going off
1: Facebook for a week. Going like, okay, yep. fine, go, go off for a week. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I do think you know. Um myself, I, I've noticed I'm not on it as much as I was uh, mm-hmm. because I, I scroll down in the morning and I try to see what I can and, you know, try to put things out. But then in my head I'm knowing I don't want to keep doing this forever because I don't think it's a good pace for people to live and, like this, yeah. Yeah.
2: you know. And, and it, you, know, you, can, you can be on there all day and yeah. at the end of the day say, what have I accomplished? Well, I've read a right. lot of Facebook posts.
1: Yeah, but yeah, what have yeah. I
2: actually done for myself?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and the blog, you know, the blogs. It's it's hard now to, you know, I think a lot of people I know and myself included. I'm I'm trying to. Scroll, like, when well, not scroll down. I'm trying to, like, well, I actually scroll down my life, I guess, and not have so much <laughs> of everything. You know, I have a lot of yeah. blogs, and I don't want to write on all of those. You know, I mean, it's not yeah. going to happen anymore. You know, maybe, because, you know, you want to get a certain audience, but then if you do different things, you realize that people will be looking at it one way, and then they will, don't look at another. So you, you kind of have different blogs for different things, and that's mm-hmm. really hard to do. That is, and then trying to keep it all up, yeah, and still have a life, yeah, exactly. You know, and I think that when you have a blog, and 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 like I was looking through yours and seeing your recipes, but you have everything out there, okay, so they can Mm -hmm. see everything you do. Yeah,
2: one of the big uh, areas of my blog is the uh, Regency Research, and I like to think that what I'm putting on that blog. Is a good reference for people who would like to write in that historical period to check uh, what is the proper form of address. Right, for, right, because that's a whole different uh, a market. Due, due it's very earl. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so that's that's one of the areas in my blog that I do. Uh,
1: see, that's a great that's that that a, See, see now that's different because you know your historical. Maybe we should talk a little bit about that for people because I think you know that's a tough market for people. Uh, they want to get in market.
2: it. Yeah. So if what you would wanna, you address you to the get people into thinking of it? Yeah, if you want to get into writing historical, you really need a very deep understanding of that historical period. And I had had read about the Regency period, read not only novels, but uh, biographies, uh, reference books, all that kind of thing, and steeped myself in it for years and years before I ever tried to write uh, a Regency book. And, and there is, there's a half-done, uh, what my husband used to call the porno Regency, on my closet shelf. It probably yeah. would never come off my closet shelf because it was my experimental book. Right. But then when I started writing um, uh, seriously, and, and I actually started writing what I thought were short stories, and they turned into novellas that turned into novels. and um, But I had, I had spent many years learning about the society, and I still find there are many things that I have to stop and look up and sometimes have trouble finding. Uh, yeah. and one of one of them is the anachronisms. We so easily use phrases and words and things that simply did not exist in that. Nature. Right, exactly.
1: Right, exactly. That's
2: that's a major thing. Yeah. Um uh, you know, people did not uh, get sidetracked in In the old days they didn't they didn't refer to themselves as being sidetracked be, because it was before railroads yeah i I thought of you when
1: I went to uh we the art institute in chicago had um i went with my friends I have not been there in years, and so we went into um the historical part where they have all the little like houses the doll houses like
0: and yes. I, I i was
1: I was talking about you when I was there to my friends because <laughs> i i you know when you really look, I mean, had I have probably not met you and listened to you when you were on my show, that we've, we had that historical romance, but I looked at all of the little houses and all the the floors, you know, and the mm-hmm. chairs and the lamps. It's so interesting but so different than we think. But then you go like, oh, look at that floor. That floor looks like something I've seen now, you know, and it's yes. like, you know, you don't know what's going to pop up from the past, you know. But mm-hmm. it's very interesting, but there are no TVs or no telephones. And it's no. like, what, the, the question is when you look there and you see little kids even there, what did they do without all mm-hmm. of this? And it brings yeah. you to where they had to, they had, like, people think they have a lot of, you know, because they have erotic books, sex books, whatever, but they 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 had a lot of time on their hands in those they, years they did
2: have a lot of time on their hands they
1: <laughs> and you know they, did. they, had,
2: they had yeah they had very few um, entertainment options. options yeah right but it one, is of the, one of the interesting things that, that people fall into is the trap of using um the psychological language that we take so so that we think is so commonplace and it is so it, commonplace you know, your big ego, I, I ran across a historical not too long ago in which the heroine said to the hero, you really think this is all about you, don't you? <laughs> and that is such a modern phrase that somebody in that hero, would, it would, she might have expressed that kind of sentiment, but she certainly wouldn't have done it. That way. Right. Or somebody saying, a grandfather saying to a grandson in a novel set in the 1700s, I don't like the people you're hanging around with. Well, no. <laughs> don't think we're you not said just that. hanging.
1: You might be in the yeah, sitting room around. or something, but you're not like hanging with
2: them. You yeah, <laughs> like don't like the people you're associating with.
1: Right. Same right.
2: same, uh, same meaning, but a lot different. Yeah, words. Same, you know, I think they got in
1: the same situations as if they handled it differently. You know, there will always yes. be people that oh, did yeah. kids that didn't like school or they, you know, were more or less, you know, yeah, on the outside.
2: It was people in that era didn't have self-esteem issues. Right. They just didn't think of it in terms of self-esteem Right. Um, right. because they didn't use that word. Right, which,
1: right, and they didn't have a lot of it. And, you know, maybe sometimes it was maybe a little better than right now because we all, you know, tend to think of everything we do and then try to analyze. And yes. sometimes too much analyzing isn't a good thing <laughs> because right. you might get to the wrong, you know, because I, like a lot of times with my characters, they end up, you know, I worked in medicine for years. I was in hospitals, you know, and I tend to put people either in a hospital or <laughs> doctors and nurses because I guess somewhere along there they end up. And, you know, I didn't realize it until somebody told me my screenplay. So I go, you know, a lot of them end up in hospital or they're in the ER or something like that. But I guess, you know, right, you tend you know. to, yeah, yeah. And you don't wow. even realize you're doing it.
2: Yeah. Like picking out names. Yeah,
1: we Occasionally, to go Occasionally I've had to, yeah, the same names. The well. you, must have yes. had, you must have the same names because when you have over 100 books, some of these names must be sticking in your head for the way you see them. Do you use the they same, same names? Do, and a
2: lot of times the secondary characters end up with similar names or yeah. the same yeah. names used over and over again. I've yeah. I've always kept real careful track of, of main characters' names, but I never really thought to do it with secondary characters. Right.
1: Yeah. And so I yeah. do
2: tend to, to go back to some of those same because you name. see them
1: in that way. Like if they, if it's mm-hmm. a blonde woman with, you know, for me, for whatever it is, if they're blonde hair, I see them, and they're attractive, whatever, I end up calling them grace, and I don't, you know, it's just oh. I just see it in my head. And then mm-hmm. I don't, until somebody pointed that out to me, you know, you use that name. But certain names, you see a person in your mind, and that's what they remind you of. A lot of times when you can't yes. remember a person's name, it's because that person to you doesn't look like uh, an Andy or, or um very right. You, you know, or and you call them something like else because they look like that.
2: Because <laughs> they look yeah, like they that. they do look like somebody else, and you get that name stuck in your head, and then you never can get rid of it.
1: <laughs> right. You know, right. On, on that note, but, you know, this funny thing is because Marsha, you know, so whenever I see people, it's Marsha, Marsha, Marcia, the Brady Bunch. So, you know, now she's on um, mm-hmm. uh, Dancing with the Stars. And, you know, it's really fun because no matter what year and when you meet somebody, so even at a grocery store, they'll go like, "Oh, your name is Marsha, Marsha, Marsha." They can't help themselves, <laughs> but say that, you know. And I never particularly loved that name, but it's kind of funny that they that name is associated a lot of times with, you know, the TV show of the Brady Bunch. Yes. You know, yes. and it doesn't matter how old the person is whatever whatever, go- they all say they that. They all know the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. And look, at she was on, you know, she had a lot of issues, and you just want to think of her as being a perfect person. And then she comes on, you know, um, Dancing with the Stars, and she had a, a, a lot of experiences that weren't so good, but everybody thinks of her as Marsha Brady, the perfect person. But, yes. you know, she had a lot of, everybody has issues. You know, we all do that, <laughs> all right? On that note, right, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you. This hour goes so quickly because there's so many things to talk about with you because you, you do so many different things. It's always interesting.
2: <laughs> they you can find me at my website, which is leighmichaels.com, dot com. My uh, blog is Reading, Writing, and Regency. It's on Blogspot, and there's a link on my, on my home page. The publishing company is PBL Limited, PaulBoyLincolnLimited.com, and we do niche market nonfiction and the occasional um, short stories, poetry, that sort of thing. So, and you're, you um, also have a new book, your new short stories that's out I have there a now. new I have a new book of short stories. It's three historical short stories set in the Regency period and two contemporary short stories that are a bonus, and it's called A Regency Romp. And it just came out in the last couple of weeks.
1: Yes, and so, it's a beautiful cover. You did the cover. It's beautiful. I did the so, cover.
2: Yeah, yes. I did the cover. Yes.
1: So you have a lot to be proud of. You're very, you know, <laughs> you're unique because you've done a <laughs> so, lot of yeah. markets well and you you help other authors out there. And that's really good because, you know, you've done so many different types of stories that that's a big help. And I think people need that. So you can always go to her blog and see your blog is you know like what i found the secrets and then if you go back and you see the recipes that the care you know Mm -hmm. you you what people really are interested in what characters do so i think you know so i this is advice i would give to people to take your time and get your characters right and do things for your characters and then people will start knowing who you what your characters and want to read your books that's what i think that's what you've done yeah and that's really important characters
2: who make the story Okay, really, it, it is not, not that the is, events of the blog. No it's the characters.
1: That I think it is. All right, and thank you so much again mm-hmm. for being. You know, so much for being on. Let's not keep it that long because I didn't even know about this publishing company. So uh, <laughs> I'll keep tabs of this, and you know, that's why people have to go to people's blogs. I signed up to be on your blog because there were things I've missed over the last few months that I didn't know about you. So, uh-huh. all right. So well, that's, now I Marcia. do. Now I know all that. It's, all right. Thank you so much, and thank you all for listening and. Have a good day.